Catch new episodes of Dial the Gate weekends at youtube.com slash dialthegate. And for the latest schedule, visit dialthegate.com. Welcome, everyone, to episode 27 of Dial the Gate. My name is David Reed. Thank you so much for joining us for our third and final show of the day here on December the 6th. Uh, we have a terrific actor and a definitely a fan favorite, Mr. David Nickel, standing in the wings here, ready to go. Before I bring him in, uh, I just wanted to advise on the run of show and what's going to happen here. So we're going to have David in. I'm going to ask him um, some questions about his heroes, and uh, where he's uh, from, how he evolved into uh, the performer and the professional that he is today, and the people who made him uh, who he is along the way, and getting involved in Stargate, and a little bit about uh, Arrow as well. And then I will turn the floor over to Q&A from fans in the live chat. You'll submit questions in text in the YouTube chat here. You're more than welcome. And then afterwards, I have uh, Zelenka artwork, actually, that uh, I came across that I'd like to share with uh, everyone. Talk a little bit about our sponsor for this episode, introduce next week's guests, and then uh, we'll uh, let you go. So before uh, we get into any fur- into uh, any deeper into this, if you like Stargate and you want to see more content like this on YouTube, it would mean a great deal if you click that like button. It really makes a difference with YouTube's algorithm and will definitely help the show grow its audience. And please also consider ser- uh, sharing this video with a Stargate friend. And if you want to get notified, about future episodes, click the subscribe icon. Giving the bell icon a click will notify you the moment a new video drops and you'll get my notifications of any last minute guest changes. This is key if you plan on watching live and clips from this live stream will be released over the course of the next several days Several days on both the Dial the Gate and GateWorld.net YouTube channels. I know you've been waiting for him, the man of the hour, Mr. David Nickel. Welcome to the show, my friend. Hello, Gate World. Hello, Internet. Hello, is everybody really out there? We are. We are. I know. It's, uh, man, what a whirlwind since we last talked. How are you doing? You you stay stay sane? I'm trying to remember the last time we talked. I think it was with... um... Chris. I, I Chris Judge was there, and we were talking about the... uh, Somewhere somewhere downtown Vancouver here in the... uh, uh, we were I'm at um, oh the real Ritzy Hotel, the um, yeah the Hyatt I believe it yeah that that's that's relevant but it's at least two or three years ago right yeah it's been, well uh, Star Wars uh, uh, Last Jedi had just come out <laughs> that's how I mark time <laughs> by the Star Wars movies and uh, yeah so we had a chance to catch up and you um, uh, uh, you stumped me with a with a question uh, I don't know if you remember which one it was but uh, I had. I not I was not able to remember uh, which episode was your first. So and I said the oh. storm, and you said thirty eight, and you said no thirty eight minutes. I was like, that's right. You know that might probably be and it probably still is the only thing that I'll be able to to, to stump uh, you on. <laughs> I'm under no illusion 
that uh, you know far more about the uh, the series and the show than, than I do. But uh, perhaps I can fill you in a little bit about the some of the actors, uh, particularly. That's this one. absolutely what I hope for. So, <laughs> tell me, um, uh, have you been uh, keeping yourself uh, preoccupied uh, through this time here? Has there been has there been any chance to get back to work? Uh, well, uh, your honor, that's a, uh, uh, yeah, that's a long question. Cause it, uh, I'm, I'm just getting assaulted by cats. Here. Um, <laughs> that was uh, a tail. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Of, of this. Who's this? Uh, this is Mish. Mish. Mish is the check word for mouse. So, uh, <laughs> that's perfect. We, we, uh, we hope that we would, uh, put in the job description into her name and, uh, but, uh, she's neither a hunter nor a. Uh, she's turned into like a, a lap cat. So that's, that's a beautiful that's black cat, man. She was so striking. <laughs> and I'm not a cat fan. I'm so allergic. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, this is, you know, this is this is a safe distance. <laughs> I but, think uh, so. <laughs> back to the original yeah. question. Yeah. I mean, it's been it's been like months now since uh, since this has happened. I was working on a show with a friend of mine, Peter New, uh, called Time Helmet. Which, uh, which is a fun little uh, indie piece that was uh, filming here in Vancouver uh, in late February, just before the hammer fell, as it were. Mm. And uh, that was sort of the, uh, uh, the end, the beginning of the end, the end of the end, yeah. I have done auditions since then. I have worked on several translations. I have, uh, I've got construction projects. I built a deck. There's been lots of stuff. There's a boat I've been working on. There's sort of stuff I've been doing over the progression of, the seven months. Uh, currently, we are in month uh, five million here, entering into Dude, November. I've lost, so I think I've lost just, track. Yeah, 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 yeah. Blur's day of the uh, uh, the fiftieth, and uh, we're uh, we're heading into Christmas, which is uh, which is kind of nice. Uh, I've been doing a little bit of skiing, but you know, just sort of, I really want things to get back to um, uh, to normal, right? So that uh, we can all work and we can all play and we can all go back to you know, to, to, to what it was. I think, I think everybody shares those. I'm, I'm sorry to keep fidgeting so much. It's the cats for doing oh. that. Thing where <laughs> I was like, what's going on over there? Stuff around. So it's turned into a dynamic environment. <laughs> That's too funny. I will stop moving. <laughs> uh, so it's a kind of a long answer for saying not much. Uh, and certainly in, uh, in, in, in terms of uh, enacting, unfortunately, and I really missed it. And, like uh, I think, like everybody around this time, I'd I'd, I'd like to to go to work, but uh, you know things will settle down. Uh, hopefully, when the restrictions start lifting uh, 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 soon, and we'll be out of the soup, and uh, and we'll we'll get back to doing things like normal. Because you you know you can't act without other people. You you just need other people. The self taping and the and the being on your own and the and the social isolation is uh, is, is 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 crazy making. No, I agree. There's only just so much that we can tolerate. But right. you know, I mean. I, I also like and appreciate the opportunities that have come out of this as well. You know, it's, it's, there's been some new op- – I mean, as awful as it's been, and it's been genuinely awful, um, there, there have been some cool opportunities uh, that have, have come a lot of people's way. And they're, all of us are making it work as best we can. That's a really good attitude, David, and it's uh, and it's also the truth. I think that uh, it's a, it, it, if anything, it's a way for us to sort of – sit down and shut up and, you know, pay attention to the slower things and, uh, 
and uh, you know the lessons of patience and the, the lessons of kindness and the lessons of tolerance and all the things that this is. You know, it's a it's it's a disease of density. It's a disease of people. So we have to learn how to work with each other in in, in order to 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 beat this thing. You know, so um, I agree. That's just many that's what just one of the many things about it but i think a, a good attitude like you've got is you know really goes far keeping your sort of eye on the and there is a light at the end of the tunnel which i think is which is really heartening so it, it is a it, it is a good feeling i'm really looking forward to it uh, lightening up and uh and, and 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 getting better i'm an optimist that way you were born in prague right that is correct yes how uh how old were you uh when you moved uh, from prague to canada so how much time did you uh, spend thought- over there on that side of the pond I thought you were going to ask me one of those trick questions is how old was I when I was born? And I, uh, I was ready with zero. I was just born in Prague uh, in, in the late sixties, shall we say. And in uh, 1968, I was a year old. So the math is quite easy to do uh, uh, was what was known in that time as the Warsaw Pact invasion of, uh, of, uh, of, of Prague. Uh, there had been a, there had been a sort of a lightning, uh, a sort of a by by lightning, I mean a, uh, uh, a like a lighter mood in the in, in the country, and there was a sort of an uh, 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 an early sort of spring that was happening, and and, and freedoms were coming in, and there was uh, political resistance to that, and there there uh, it was an occupation that happened uh, almost overnight, where the tanks came in the streets of Prague, and my mother looked out on the streets and uh, she saw tanks literally right in front of our building, and she says, "I'm not raising my kids here." So that was sort of the beginning of my story of coming to Canada. I was an infant. I was two years old and we landed on the, uh, the shores of the West Coast here. So I learned both languages simultaneously um, at home, uh, uh, you know, Czech at home and English outside to the point where I actually had that as a kid. Uh, as a, that, That's in my mind, in my four-year-old mind, that's the way the world was divided, inside language and outside language. And so outside language was English. Inside language was Czech. We kept speaking it. And to this day, I keep it up at home. I speak it uh, uh, here at home. So it's, um, it's been co- I've been code switching, as they say in linguistics, for, uh, for all my life. Well, I, I have friends who are, uh, they, their parents tried the bilingual thing when they were young, and the kids couldn't get it. They couldn't switch from one to the other. They, a friend of mine in particular, he, he stuck with Spanish, and he wouldn't do the English and they yeah. had it diff they they just had to give up because he wasn't assimilating the english was that yeah. was that did you have any issues like that um it 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 basically becomes what the lingua franca of the uh of the family is right if um if you're uh if it's not a natural language to speak at home and we speak more english now here as uh, as 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 well in in this in our particular household unit uh, but you know, if you, if it's not um, it's sort of rigorously kept up, or if you're not sort of immersed in the language, then it um, then it it does fade. You can still engage in it, and you can still uh, you know talk to people about it and, and read in it sometimes. But um, it does it does tend to fade. Hmm. Yeah. That, but it's so cool that you know you you recognize the importance of of maintaining your roots and where you're from, you know, and preserving that part of of the past. So it's, it's, I'm glad it's nice to see that, you know, there are people out there who managed to, to find a balance with that. I suppose it's, I suppose it's just a lot of practice. I would think. 
Uh, yeah, it's also happenstance, you know, I mean, people choose their paths and, and I mean, in some, in some ways it, it, it sort of chose me. I, uh, I returned there. There was, it, it's like everything. It's like the, the, it, the political and the personal inter intertwined at a very crucial age. I was there, um, when Václav Havel was the, uh, was the president. So it was a really strong time. And I was, you know, as a young actor and we were doing lots of theater back then. So, so it was just sort of it, the, the, the time had found itself. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's a good thing, as you say. It is a it is a good thing to to maintain, and you're lucky if you can uh, wherever you are to be able to uh, to do that. Part of it is knowing what your what your roots are, so looking into that and now and facing these things too. David, who are your um, heroes? Who are people who set you on um, the paths that you've taken uh, personally? Who are some of your professional heroes as well? Uh, who who have helped make you who you are? Well. I um that's a great question it's a very personal question I mean it, it goes it goes sort of beyond the, the the sort of aspirational things I mean I had heroes like when I was younger like Nelson Mandela and um see that I, I hope you're not distracted by the cat rotation trick that I'm uh, <laughs> I am watching the cat <laughs> yeah yeah oh that's funny. yeah I'm I'm trying I'm trying to answer seriously and I'm completely aware that there's a rotating cat behind me so um, <laughs> pay attention to what I'm saying uh, you know, there was the aspirational heroes like uh, Nelson Mandela. There was people like Václav Havel at that time, playwright, uh, president. Um, had had you know, it was sort of morality driven. It was based on sort of what is right uh, in terms of rights. And those are those were the aspirational heroes. But the ones that really kind of influenced me were the sort of the guys along the way, the the, the men and the women along the way that that sort of. Um, I guess for an actor, the biggest thing is believed in you, right? Or uh, sort of said, "Yeah, well, let's uh, let's take a chance on um, on this guy." So, I mean, just going backwards from the present, most recently it was a fellow uh, named Ivan Zakharyash, who's a uh, a really well respected uh, Czech uh, director, and he cast me in um, an HBO series that we uh, shot. Uh, uh, it's now two years ago. It came out last year on um, on HBO. It's it's actually available in the states, I believe now on HBO Max called The Sleepers. Uh, but he's just a fellow, you know, he didn't know me in terms of uh, uh, even Zelenko or, or Arrow. He might have heard about it, but he just sort of took a chance on on that. And there's been uh, on me and, and, and cast me in this, and it's been a really fun, um, fun series. And there's been, uh, like I said, men and women uh, along the way. Uh, and and so heroes, uh, yeah, it's a strong word. Some people have been positively influential. Some people have been negatively influential, which is also a, a, a good, uh, it's important. Yeah. Yep. Is that a good answer? I yeah. felt like I'm rambling. No, it is. No, yeah. you're good. What made you fall in love uh, with the craft? How old were you? I was young. I'm a, I'm a, I'm an old kid actor. <laughs> I was, uh, I was young. I love the fact, I think the thing I loved about it the most was that, um, I was a curious kid and I like to read and I like to sort of, you know, do lots of things. And I had a strong imagination too. So I, I, I fancied that I could do lots of things, I guess, I guess it was. And um, actor was one of those things that seemed to be like a really good catch all. Like uh, you can sort of um, pretend to be, uh, try to be, learn to be, and eventually become uh, whatever the, the, the person under assignment is. And then that sort of developing of that character and uh, creating that world and making that person and uh, was really the the what really held me in it uh, uh, right now. 
that's those are the positive things. Those are the great things about it. There's negative things about it uh, as 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 well as every every uh, thing is. But uh, what drew me to it was the ability to uh, to live in other people's shoes and to uh, and and to play different characters. That's uh, it's 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 pretty heady stuff. When you are really looking at trying to make a performance your own and also try to give. Um, the text of something authenticity it means that you may have to go into areas that are uncomfortable for you if you want to really realize another human being what characters have you played that have really stayed with you and um that you think about from time to time or just were perhaps ones that you know what i really don't want to go here again but i'm really proud of the work that i did um uh, yeah, good question. Uh, a lot of, um, in every character, even the ones that are on TV, even the ones uh, that are on like action-based TV, which is uh, like the Arrow or the CW work uh, or CW network or the uh, Arrowverse, um, you know, even stuff like that 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 that, that, that seems to be all all whiz bang. There's stuff to do behind uh, behind the scenes for the uh, for the character and the kind of things that uh, that make that character work in those in those particular things. But the most fun has been on stage. I mean, I, I've uh, you can get you can flush out some really good characters. I played a a, a fellow named Shebrushevsky uh, in a uh, in a play on stage here last year, and um, Tracy Let's Play called Superior Donuts. Uh, Michael McKean. Superior Donuts. <laughs> yeah, Superior Donuts. That yeah. sounds like really a rest. Fun. That sounds like a store name. Uh, yeah, and you nailed it. That's exactly what it is. Uh, this guy owns his, this guy owns his store, uh, and that kind of character goes into the real. You can really get into the the, the darks, the shades, the, the the things that are ugly about that kind of character. You can also get uh, uh, you know look for the fun stuff, the 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 aspirational and the and, and the good stuff. That was a really nice, fully dimensional sort of character. Well, that really it, in that case, uh, if you don't mind, let's use that as a kind of case study. So, h- how do you dig into a multidimensional character when you're when you're offered one like that, or when you get a chance to to play one? Give tell us a little bit about who that character was and 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 um, what what your approach was to attack it. Uh, this is really cool. I'm really glad that you're asking uh, questions about. Uh about uh, a process that's uh that's 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 neat i thought you were going to stump me about uh what episode nine and season in two. due time my friend oh shit <laughs> oh my god uh please tell uh, us about this character yeah so you, you, it's it's like everything you start with the text you start with uh, uh, uh reading it backwards and forwards and uh you pretty quickly you get a picture of what this uh fella is like in the real world and in, in the casting world, you'll often get like three sentences or four sentences in the breakdown to describe that character, um, usually based on the behavior in, in, in certain scenes. But when you have a play like this, you had uh, he, the text sort of has everything in there. So for his particular character, he was, uh, you know, he was a long time, was a liberal. He was one of those kind of uh, Grateful Dead kind of uh, guys, you know, long hair, the, the, uh, an aged hippie, right? And he had all those ideals and he had all those things that he believed. Let me insert, and, is, this a, is this a real person or is this a fiction, fictitious? This is the character. This I'm sorry, a... yes, I'm just, I'm just giving you an example using this uh, character from uh, 
from uh, from Superior Donuts. Uh, and it was written during the Obama era. It was written during a time when there was a little bit more optimism and then there was uh, particularly racial optimism. And uh, this play, this play sort of strikes at those uh, at those uh, things very directly. And um, this is a character that, that that ends up confronting sort of things that he thought he knew about the way things should be and uh, and 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 how they evolve. And that kind of stuff is great to get into because it it uh, it you know you can fully realize all the stuff that uh, that you've wanted to bring to that thing and uh, and and that you think about those. Uh, about those uh, uh, those issues, so that kind of time, that kind of investment, those kind of uh, rehearsals, uh, uh, really help. I'm going to speed this up, and then the next thing is uh, getting into the body. So walking, walking it, uh, running with it, cycling with it, having it in your head, finding a body for this uh, character, and getting it really, uh, uh, getting it really physical, and then uh, pushing through sort of the the excitement and nervousness of uh, of, of of opening and 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 presenting it. Sort of the beginning of the fully formed from character, which takes sort of time over the run to uh, to establish that kind of fun as an actor, that kind of fun professionally is uh is what i do it for that's what i love is it um is it fascinating is it scary is it exciting to portray a uh a character who embodies things that you don't yeah of course okay <laughs> everybody everybody wants to go in the fast car everybody wants <laughs> to see what it's like to rob a to rob a bank everybody wants to uh it's um you know it's it, it, it's it's wish fulfillment it's um it's it's behaviors it's 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 situations now in tv again it's often very sort of regimented and there's you you don't get that kind of sometimes all that that kind of leeway but it's a lot of fun to to uh to to play characters <laughs> is there even even ones that you find completely morally reprehensible yeah, actually, almost especially ones that you find completely morally, really? uh, uh, well, reprehensible. Uh, just think of, um, well, it started with Dante's Inferno, yeah. but you can continue on to that. You know, the character of the demon was way more appealing uh, and go all the way to Walter White in, uh, in, in, in Breaking Bad. Why do we like him? Why do we sympathize with him? Uh, mm. And why does he take us to places that we go, wow, we would actually maybe even go there ourselves. And that's the kind of... That's the kind of stuff that um, good tragedy in the in the Greek sense, you know, how a tragedy cleanses you. If you go to these dark places with these characters, perhaps perhaps you're cleansing yourself of that by going through that. But vicariously, at the end of the day, you turn the TV off. Yeah. Walter White is spoiler alert. Right. That's fair point. But even, uh, you know what? Let, let, now that we're on the topic, let me say one thing about spoiler alerts. I, I, I don't believe in them, or I don't think that spoilers are necessarily a bad thing because vis-a-vis tragedy, which is what we're talking about right now, a lot of Greek ones start with, this is, this is the story of how John Smith dies. It's the first sentence, right? It's like we start with, this is, and you want to watch how it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So We all know that the Titanic is going to hit the iceberg, but we want to know what's going right. to happen to Rose and um, what's-his-face. So <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, right. So, so logical information, or or knowing ahead of time that uh, 
that Darth Vader is Luke's father doesn't necessarily mean that you're not going to enjoy the series by knowing a spoiler or knowing a bit of information. That's only going to sort of link some parts of the story together for you. It's not going to give you the full experience. I remember interviewing you during uh, season two and you had just um, finished uh, at the really recently just finished working on um, uh, what was it? Oh, uh, duet. And I was asking you for, for some details and I, I remember you being being really reticent because oh a you don't you don't want to um you know give give really anything away and b I suppose there's a part of it where you don't want to get in trouble either uh, did you ever have uh, what was it like dancing that line and doing press interviews through through the show and also through I suppose Arrow as well yeah yeah honestly not that hard for me i uh i think uh you know some of the uh, some of the other cast and crew were sometimes tried to get tricked into into in, in, into revealing stuff uh i was n- nervous when conventions started and i thought that you know uh spoilers particularly in those years that we were still filming or that we um uh that we had but it was pretty easy to sort of learn to not talk about what's um uh what's coming up and sometimes the timing was such that uh the shows had already come we'd have we had a pretty quick turnaround schedule between the time where we filmed and the show's uh, uh broadcast right at the time so uh yeah there, there was not part of the season yeah agree yeah. yeah not too bad did you watch um did you see the the stargate feature film in theaters when were you first uh, aware of it yeah, I did. I did. Uh, it was, was it like 91, 2? 4. 93, 94. It's 94, yeah. Okay, yes. okay. So, yeah, I would have been, uh, uh, where would I have seen it? I would have seen it in, uh, I would have seen it in Prague because I was, in, oh. I was, yeah, I was in Prague in those years. So it was probably in a, in a movie, in a cinema there that, uh, that we, uh, that I saw it. What were your yeah. early um, thoughts on this movie? Was it just a fun sci-fi romp? Did you feel that it had legs when you saw it? I I, I didn't honestly. I didn't think it was a uh, a show that would um, that would uh, go into a franchise. Nor was my thinking that way. I liked the archaeology. I liked the sort of the Egyptian. That's sort of what I remember from from it. Uh, James Spader mm. uh, uh, and Kurt Roy, Kurt Russell in the haircut. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember. I remember that. Uh, but. Uh, Honestly, I wouldn't even be able to tell you about the plot about it because I don't think I've, I, I saw it maybe, I saw it once and then I saw it uh, once again around the time when we were shooting Stargate, I sort of did it as part of my research. So, so it, it, it it's, it's hazy uh, in, in terms of the, the, the plots of, the, of it, but that's sort of where I picked up the scent of it. And then, you know, and then I was away in Europe while it started uh, filming here in those sort of early years. Oh, SG-1. Fraction. Yeah, SG-1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went out once to an audition for SG-1 when I just freshly coming back from Prague. Uh, I think I might have been 99. So it was a couple of years before Atlantis started. And it might have been year three. two or, yeah. or three. It okay, around season, three if it was 1999, they would have been uh, recording season three. Wow. You don't yeah, remember what that was. Do you by any chance? Uh, I'm sorry. Do I what? You don't remember anything about that audi- that early audition, do you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do remember asking my agent, "What is T E A L apostrophe C? How do you pronounce that?" <laughs> uh, uh, but you so weren't applying I, I, for Tilk, though. Yeah, I was probably talking about Tilk, uh, and I think it was just—I uh, think it was a random scientist guy. Okay. 
and talking about tilk so i mean okay i, I have to remember lines from 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 that one that was sg1 and that was sort of when i first uh caught wind of that it's uh that it's 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 filming here and it's um you know it's a it's a big deal in terms of the amount of shows that they're doing and 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 the hiring of local actors you know it was sort of one of the first shows to sort of be a uh, a true franchise mm -hmm. in that you know every weeks new actors would have to come on so it's a great employer uh and ha was traditionally a fantastic employer uh, uh for actors here the uh, uh the sg1 series was it homework for you before auditioning for the russian in atlantis uh, yeah hey good call uh you you know that it's that it was a russian thanks yeah. to you <laughs> uh, oh okay i might have uh, i might have revealed that yeah the um uh, no, I didn't have time. There's no time between when you get the audition and when you get the uh, uh, when you get the sides and you get the audition to to watch an entire series. Um, but uh, I, I mean, I knew the premise already at that time and the idea of the wormhole and the and and, and the circle and the and the going through, of course, and the and the kawoosh and you know, like again, having had seen the uh, uh, movie. And so that when uh, when Atlantis came along, the I actually auditioned for another character in Atlantis before auditioning for Zelenka. By the way, does does anyone know that? I did not. I, I knew that you auditioned for a Russian, but are you saying you auditioned before that? Yeah, I, I auditioned once before that, and uh, we should make that a trivia question. I should not give away the. <laughs> did you audition for Ingram? Uh, Benjamin Ingram, character that uh, Doctor Rodney McKay replaced. No, oh, no! But you're gonna—you're just gonna whittle me down to the. Uh, uh, <laughs> this is what I <laughs> do, man. Thing. I whittle. Uh, uh, okay, uh, okay. Uh, I I auditioned for Beckett. I auditioned. Oh. Uh, I tried uh, my Scottish accent, and I did a way better one than McGillian. But I don't know. <laughs> they went with you know they went with their um, their second choice. I love you, Paul. He's a uh, he's he's a very good friend of mine. He deserves that. I didn't know you auditioned for Beckett. So, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, uh, and then and nothing. Uh, and then the pilot came and went. That's why I wasn't in the pilot. And then an audition came up for a random scientist guy, a, a Russian scientist guy named Karpov uh, in uh, a new show called Stargate Atlantis. Uh, oh, that's the one I auditioned for a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And it was uh, episode like three or four. It was called 38 Minutes or something like that. And the audition was uh, with uh, the captain of the ship, who was a woman. And her name was Tori Higginson. And that was my first scene ever uh, that I ever shot uh, with Stargate was that, um, was that scene with her. If you'll notice, I'm actually holding a walkie-talkie radio, which we never used, right? We had the, the, yeah, the comms. So yeah, that's how new we were. That's how fresh I was. I was holding a walkie-talkie. So, <laughs> anything I can do to help? Stop talking, please. <laughs> that character is clearly born in that Stop moment. Swing the wire, cat. Get out of here. If if I go blank, if the signal goes dead, okay, it's because I'm getting. Hello, kitty cat. I'm getting vandalized. I'm I'm like literally hackers, and by hacking, I mean using these teeth. To, to chew the wire. Get well, hopefully she doesn't have like some kind of electric shock. I mean, geez. electric kitty, electric kitty. Okay. <laughs> so they they switched the role from a Russian to uh, to a Czech because of you. 
So, okay. So yeah. So how did it work? It, uh, they, it was Karpov. Uh, yeah. it was the scene. Stop talking, please. <laughs> I did the, I, I did this. No, no, that's what it was. The, uh, the script arrived after I got the booking, I found out that I got it as, 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 as a Russian guy. I thought, oh, this is, this is great. The audition I remember going into for, uh, Karpov at the time, this, the, the Russian scientist was uh, a room full of Russian guys, like big Russian guys. And uh, I remember in the audition thinking, just whatever it is that you're doing with the don't talk, whatever it is, the busy work that you're doing, just do it facing up so that you're, uh, you're, you're doing like this so they, can, uh, so they can see your face. So maybe that's my origin myth that I like to think that maybe they actually saw me. <laughs> you, you have a kind of nervous energy about you that you are really good at applying toward whatever it is that you're working on. And I think when I watch Zelenka, I think one of the things that really captivates me uh, in terms of your performance is that he's he's go racing a million miles a second and just trying to keep on top of everything at the same time and somehow managing to hold it together. I don't know if it's just him. I don't know if it's caffeine. I don't know if he's taking something else. But, you know, that, that character was just so satisfying to watch, especially off of McKay, who is also in the, the middle of his own marathon at any given time, and they're trying to pull something off yeah, in any yeah. given situation. The, uh, I, I think one of the things that made uh, dramaturgical sense uh, with uh, the introduction of Zelenka is to split uh, Tech Talk into two and to make it a, a Mutt and Jeff routine. And that was, uh, I think that was a, a stroke of genius, I think, by the writers to, to sort of, you know, split the, um, all the explanation and all the laying of the pipe, as it were, of the, uh, the storyline, um, technically. And it always had something to do with power. Of course, um, Atlantis was always running out of power. Always running out of power, so <laughs> it was about conduits and, and 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 power, all those things that we could have a, a you know a, a, a dialogue rather than a manic monologue, right? That that Rodney might have. So it it, it ended up sort of turning it into a um, turning it into a frantic uh, a frantic relationship. Yes, if I seem twitchy and nervous, I, I literally am trying to fight off a cat chewing through my wires. <laughs> It's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm being sabotaged. Uh, uh, you guys have no idea. (laughs) How was the techno babble? How, Um, how did you deal with it? Was it, was it a burden that you were, you were perfectly happy to take on because you know what, this is the gig and it's, you know, it pays well. Did you enjoy it or did you, um, did you endure it? Um, no, the former, um, I mean, I kind of, I didn't know what it was when I first got it. I mean, I assumed like, don't, you know, when I first got the, 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 the gig, I didn't know that there'd be, uh, uh, there'd be that much of that, but yeah, you, you, like a lot of texts, a lot of texts that you work with, again, the, the, the basis in theater is, is you figure out what is really being said by all of that language. Every, every genre, everything you work on has its own way of, saying oh we're in danger or this is the reason why we're in danger whatever and you, you have to learn that language so that's what the the uh the techno babble was uh then when i saw you know how amanda handled it and, and how dave were uh dave was doing it um uh, you, you know that kind of mile a minute thing that i sort of found my own way uh, uh through that and it, it really is it's an important a part of the, the 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 script to explain to someone why we are doing certain things why we are in the puddle jumper at this 
certain time. Uh, so uh, why not have fun with it again, right? Why not, why not do it in a way that you can have it sort of as structured as an argument or as, you know, a guy complaining against his boss. And that was another thing. The dynamic really worked nicely to, you know, because everyone knows what it's like to have uh, a, a boss like that, you know, a, a megalomaniac boss. <laughs> There's a, a, a great no, deal of that. No, that's never so. happened to me. <laughs> yeah, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've had lots of people at conventions tell me that they know people just like Rodney. It's, oh. uh, it's, it's, that's the, that's the, that's the fun part, right? When you can, uh, when you can sort of represent those, those things stuff for, for, for other people. So that stuff is fun. I really enjoyed that. I think we also got way more mileage out of it. Uh, us being frenemies or whatever, for lack of a better word, yeah. you know, us being odds to each other. Cause you know, there's those, those moments. I remember in some of those episodes where it was like, Oh, you're no, you're my best friend. You're my best. It makes for a nice little, ah, shucks moment, but it doesn't really uh, do anything to the relationship mm-hmm. uh, because you don't want to see them going down the hallway going, Hey, Ronnie, hi, hi, you know, cause it's, that's, that's just another day at the, at the, at the office, right? What you want to see them is, 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 is arguing and competing and, uh, and being frustrated. There was if if you're watching it there is definitely um they, they there was there was care for each of the characters but uh, in terms of the broad, the McKay Zelenka relationship but it was one of those things where yes that's there we play that beneath the surface but on on the surface Zelenka just endures McKay cuz he has no choice and McKay just puts up with Zelenka's you know uh uh deficiencies according to mckay you know and that's that's where the humor comes in and that's where it's played but there's also you know people there are people who behave like that to each other you know all the time who deep down yeah i do care for you you know and i do appreciate what you're doing but i'm never going to tell it to you and mckay never did yeah 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 and also you have to consider also our location uh we are uh the out the ultimate outposts of all outposts this is beyond being in the or at McMurdo Station down in the the Antarctic, you are there is no other person. You have to work with that, and and that is also something that someone recognizes if they're stuck in a situation where they're stuck with that person. That's uh, <laughs> you know you got to figure out your your, your coping mechanisms. Uh, and even in an alternate reality in Vegas, he's still stuck with them, <laughs> which I thought was a, a it was a good excuse to bring you in, but B also he still has to suffer. McKay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I have cool. a, a number of uh, fan questions here that I'm going to okay. uh, give ample All time right, let's to. Let's, let's see what I can do here. But before I do that, um, I I definitely would love to have you back in 2021 to go into specific episodes later on, and I and I hope that you will take up. My okay, well, uh, give me the credit of let me let me watch them first. Or, or I will indeed. Me, uh, yeah. So that's <laughs> Because right now you've... Absolutely. So uh, everybody keep that in mind in these questions. So David may be like, I'll get back to you. (laughs) So, But before I do, I would like to play a 10-minute game of uh, trivia with you, if you don't mind. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So do you have questions Uh, for me? Do I get to pick the topic or is the topic going to be Stargate? Topic will be Stargate. I know. Okay. I know. <laughs> I knew that. I know. I know I that you that. know it because, yeah, you were sent okay. the questions. So I'm going to bring them up right now. Yeah. David has questions for me, and I have three uh, three for me, and I have three for him. And his lovely chair back back there. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm being rude. I'm just trying to uh, no. access the, the questions. Can you talk amongst yourselves for uh, – We will indeed. Ten seconds. Ten seconds. 
So, all right. So we're going to, what we're going to do is uh, I'm going to play a, a brief uh, trivia game with, uh, with uh, Dr. Zelenka himself. And then we're going to uh, uh, start getting to your huge selection of Q&A here. I'm getting, breaking a little early so that we can get through all of them properly. Um, all right. I have got Ready. three free. Would you like to throw one at me first or would you like the first one? Okay. Is that what we're going to do? Is that what we're going to do? Mm-hmm. We're going to do a little mano a mano. Okay. Mano a mano. Uh, yeah, here we go. You know right. what I'm saying? So, uh, let's, let's, let's start. Uh, let's, let's go in increasing uh, uh, difficulty. We'll start with an easy question. All right. Okay. Throw it at me. What was the movie Jennifer Keller was anxious to see? SG Atlantis episode <laughs> Identity season 5 episode 8 She mentioned a film that she wanted to see Yes what was it Oh boy she mentioned a movie Okay okay and I just I just hope you remember this is the category easy so I think we're Oh my god Great <laughs> um What's the movie that Jennifer Keller uh, was anxious yeah. to see in episode Identity? I mean, here, so here, the the, uh, the 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 subject of the of the episode is imposter, you know. So there's like, you've got you've got a situation where there's there's people who are switched. I'm trying to think of film. Could it be a film called Imposter? No. Ah. Okay. Ah, Mission Impossible? No, 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 no. That's... Oh, James Bond. Yeah. For Pete's sake, man. Why did I think Mission Impossible first? That's kind of funny. But what's the movie? Uh... Mission Impossible Eight, or, or James Bond. Um, I don't know, man. Save me. I think we. I think we can safely say we got him, guys. Right? I yeah. think we got him. Uh, okay, so it's uh, Doctor No. Doctor No. Ah, is there a mistaken identity in Doctor No? I honestly did not Doctor know that. So. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> all right, all right, Zelenka. Okay. In quarantine. What did Zelenka reveal? <laughs> like you mean in real life? Yeah, I know. The the fictional one before you guys went the other way. In quarantine, what did Zelenka reveal to Carter that he had once raised? What did he reveal to Carter that he once raised? Hmm. <laughs> did you did... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, David. That was uh, that's a, a great question. No, the um, uh, that was one of the examples of where writers sort of throw you a curveball because uh, it was sort of I got the script and it's like, oh, I'm 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 raising pigeons now, am I? <laughs> so uh, it's I, I guess it's uh, it was a, a random Eastern European hobby that uh, that Zdelenka is attributed to, but uh, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, pigeon is the answer. Am I right? Yes. A but green light? How do you have a mug with a pigeon on it? That's that's too funny. It's just, just kind of funny. It's, it's such an irony. I just made myself a cup of tea before uh, we started out here, and uh, 
do you have a thing for pigeons or was that i it... don't i don't that's i i don't know why i grabbed this uh it might, must have been something that's too subliminal. funny David. i must have, i must have anticipated that question yeah you know we're all <laughs> okay. like cut. okay my turn i'm gonna i'm gonna okay. have to read it first okay Give me, uh... <laughs> all right we'll wait let's <laughs> see what was the ancient word for the whale that appears in episode called Grace Under Pressure, and the numbers are? Yeah, Grace Under Pressure, I remember. Yeah, season two, episode 14. What was the, the name? Ancient, of the, what the was name, the ancient, word? The, the ancient name for whale? Man, these, these are going to crucify me. Yeah, this is I, this is brutal. I mean. Um, that's a medium. That's, that's a medium, yeah. That's the, that's the medium, so. Uh, I don't remember. That's off to you. I don't remember the yeah. name for the the ancient name for yeah me. yeah yeah this uh, uh, whoever's writing these trivia questions for you has it in for you David yeah they do so, no that's fine I, I, I know I know it's uh flagellus flagellus uh, flagellus my God I hope I don't pronounce that one wrong I'd be I'll be banned from the internet flagellus it's uh, the hint that I had for that it was it's a Latin sounding Lantian term Latin so, sounding Lantian term. Interesting. I wonder if that's the name for that species or just generic whale, and ge- probably the same one and the same. That's cool, though. Uh, I think it's one of the. I think it's one of the writers in the writers' room, sort of going, uh, <laughs> <laughs> "All right, which episode is technically the first where we see Zelenka off-world?" Oh, it's implied oh. that he goes off-world earlier. But which episode is technically um, the first where where we actually see it? So I, I can remember what I was doing and where we were in this grassy sort of knoll. And I had the and I'm with I think Calvin was there. Uh, yes. Or, uh, Kevin Major Smith, Lauren. Major Lauren. Uh, 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 and uh, Polly, Polly's there and I'm all nervous. It's duet. I'm going to call it duet. He's two for two. <laughs> oh, God. That is something that I, I mean, remembering episode names is like the last thing that I. Uh, ah, that I, there you go. So that's, uh, that's, no, it made me think of uh, the setup actually that we had for when the two become one. And then Correct. I remember that's, that's where, yes, yep. yes, yes, yes. All right. What's the final okay, one for now, me? See if I can pull now this the tailspin. Oh, God. Okay. In the episode Sunday, one of my favorites. Okay, there is hope. Doctor Zelenka, uh-huh. one was eligible to win three prizes. Two of the prizes was a desk fan and a Swedish massage from Doctor Ambrose. And what was the third gift? A prizes for prize. Sorry, sorry, prize. A prize. Prize for winning at the chess tournament ah. in the episode Sunday, uh, season three, episode seventeen. Yep. Uh, uh, there was three prizes that are available. The first one is one is a desk fan. The second is a Swedish massage from Doctor Ambrose. What is the third available prize Man. in the category of hard? Six. 
These are good. I don't know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think I'll, I'll give you a hint without you even asking for it. I think you deserve that. Uh, did you Did it, you know it without without looking? Do you remember uh, this? No, uh, no, I didn't. But it came back to me as soon as I. Oh, okay, uh, well, I, I feel a little better then. I, I didn't even know it, so that's okay. that's the level of hard that it is. Okay. I'm waiting for that. <laughs> I'm waiting for that clue. <laughs> It's named after someone who worked on the show. Okay. Um, well, I know that there's a binder prize. Um, in you're in the you're in the right room. Well, yeah, but that's like ten different people. Um, Malazzi, Wright, Cooper, Mully. You know, I mean, I don't, but I don't, I don't remember what it was. So, I mean. Uh, Binder, uh, uh, Martin Garrow, you know, um, I uh, rescue me, man. What is it? Okay, we, we we can't let you. We can't let this poor guy struggle like this. Doctor Malazzi's anime DVD. Collection. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Doctor Malazzi's Doctor Malazzi. See, they can just give themselves titles. Yes, they, they can. Turn, turn well, themselves into doctors. He was already uh, uh, Joseph Malazzi, MD, wrote the book Latin for the Novice in uh, season four of SG One. Uh, Window he, opportunity. Yes, they do. They like doing stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Little Easter eggs. Why not? All right, man. The last one for you. Okay. In the spirit of what you love so much, in what episode did you say in check? Jesus, I can't work with these actors. Yeah. Yeah, I said, Ježiš, já s těma hercemi nemůžu dělat. And uh, uh, I went to a convention in, uh, in the Czech Republic a couple of years ago, and one of the kids stood up and, and, and fully seriously asked me, why would Zelenka <laughs> say he can't work with actors? <laughs> I don't get it. So I, I think for the kid uh, to sort of have the fourth wall broken on a, on a TV set, uh, uh, what episode it was? Yeah. So we were in peril. We were in the uh, control room. That narrows it down. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say the storm. Arbitrarily, I said I don't know. The Brotherhood. The Brotherhood. Okay. That was tough. Yeah, but very good. All right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So two, uh, uh, two out of three. Zero out of three. Well yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they uh, they got it in for you with those trivia questions. They man. do. I, would, uh... I have uh, questions submitted from fans here for you. You ready to go? Okay. All right, shoot. All right. In both Atlantis and Arrow, this is Jeremy Heiner, moderator. In both Atlantis and Arrow, you play characters that speak accented English. Um, David, what is your process to learn to speak with a different accent, and how do you approach uh, speaking a different language in the shows uh yeah that's uh accent work it, it, it does seem to be a, a sort of an area that i'm doing <laughs> a lot of tv work even though those people still are surprised i guess that this is what i sound like in real life um it's part of the process of building the character uh as i said earlier in the show you you start with the text and uh depends on the kind of voice that you're given as a as as a character uh, sometimes you're not given a lot of words and you got to get character throughout in, uh, in, in, in grunts and uh, like our good friend, um, uh, Jason Momoa, <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> uh, you know, nope. getting, getting by on two word uh, lines right. is uh, something. 
and other characters have uh, have have lots of talk, uh, like Zelenka and and Techno Babble. That's something we also talked about. So uh, accent is basically just a layer to it. It's it's a part of the uh, the process. I'm surrounded by the Czech accent, for example. Everyone in my family sort of almost has one, and uh, uh, so I I hear it all the time, despite the fact that I don't I don't have it. I, I put it on all the time. All you know, it's part of the code switching. So the um, uh, the process is reasonably simple. The Russian one was a little trickier because I don't speak Russian. So for Arrow, I did have uh, a coach, uh, which really helped. Um, I also uh, recorded uh, uh, a lot of the uh, uh, dialogue or a lot of the Russian lines because I do have quite a bit of Russian dialogue in different episodes in Arrow. Um, and I had them on my uh, on my ear earphones just to get the right intonation and to get the kind of the weight and the and the the, the 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 sense of it. So that 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 really helped. But that's a part of it. Yeah, the linguistic side of it is uh, is, is is kind of fun. I uh, I enjoy that part of it, giving the character a voice. It's always exciting to. Um, I love going experimenting with different dialogues as well. But it's always exciting to see the look on someone's face when they're when when they hear it. It's like, do you speak? What do you actually speak that language? It's like, no, no, I'm just putting it on. <laughs> Did you actually? Yeah. Another question I get, uh, uh, I mean, I'm anticipating I might get it, uh, is, uh, you know, if I if I wrote the 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 Czech stuff, or did I come up with the Czech stuff? And the answer is yes. The 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 writers did not uh, write Czech. They they basically just sort of put um, swears in Czech or. Uh, <laughs> So you just wanted to make it compatible with the spirit of the text then? So, that's right. That's yeah. right. I was serving the text, David. That's exactly what I was doing. And, and if they want me to curse and check, I'll curse and check. <laughs> Dan Dutton, what was it like playing the role, arguably, uh, of arguably one of the two smartest people in Atlantis? Well, Dan, for some of us, being the smartest person, just, uh, I guess, uh, that's a David Hewlett response. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm conditioned. Um, uh, yeah, b being smart is, is being made smart by the words that you're, you're, you're said. Uh, having said that, we had, uh, it's science fiction based on science fact. We had a physics consultant, Misha McKinnon. Uh, wonderful. A wonderful lady. Yeah, she's absolutely terrific, and uh, I, I love her posts on um, um, on the interwebs. Follow her, you guys, not only for emergency preparedness, but just for real science in this age. Right. Uh, there's there's a there's a put bump for her, Misha. She was great, and uh, so all those kind of like things like formulas on blackboards, uh, 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 wormhole physics, which at some point I I, I kind of had to sort of dabble in with uh, a little bit uh, is, is 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 all a part of it. So it, it it needs to you need to know what you're talking about. Kyle Gubert, uh, in a drift, you are filmed in doing a zero G situation. What was that experience like? <laughs> with, I think it was Shepard. Yeah, I was with Shepard. That's yeah. right. I was a store. Uh, it was an episode called a drift. Yeah. I get hit by a micro asteroid. Uh, and that was super fun because we were like marionettes. We were suspended on these, um, <laughs> on these cranes in, yeah. uh, in, in the space shoots and the, and the process uh, is called overcranking, where the camera goes twice as fast so that your actions look slow and fluid as they as they as they would in space. It was a really fun day because of all the uh, the tech that we had uh, uh, doing that. The fact that we were uh, you know swinging back and forth and uh, and, and and that in the uh, we had cooling vests underneath the, uh, uh, the, the the jacket. And there's a in the afternoon there's a, there's a part where I hit the wall and there. Uh, where I, we jump across the thing, and I and I and I remember Martin Wood uh, 
was telling to the dolly guy who was just getting ready to, to push it is just really reef him into that wall. <laughs> oh, so did, God. Like, you know, imagine, imagine you're on a, uh, you know, like a mobile swing uh, like this. And then when you get, you hit a wall. So it just went bunk. And uh, uh, it was fun. It looked, it really fun, looked really fun in, um, in, in, in the slow-mo. So that was a fun show to the, the tech shooting and, uh, you know, uh, in the, the special effects was really cool because you know you just have green paint on the floor right and that's that's the cosmic void right <laughs> i'm so surprised stuff. to hear that you didn't like just like be instructed to mime the slow the slow motion to like the experience of like when we think that we would be in space you actually the camera actually accelerated yeah, yeah, the camera was overcranked, and uh, the 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 sort of the swinging out of control uh, physics. Once that is um, uh, once that is played back, it, it looks remarkably real. That's the the simulation of the of the zero g. Yeah, it's it's great, uh, isn't it? Cool the tricks that they uh, that they can do. That, always you know, something, sim- you know. Yeah, always something yeah. up their sleeves. Scotty, oh. oh excuse me, Teresa McAllister. Looking back now. Would you have changed anything about Zelenka's character in any way, either about your performance or about, you know, what what the writers provided you? Was there anything that you walked away from and was like, you know what, in hindsight, I wish I could have tweaked that just a little or maybe a lot? Well, yeah, I mean, I guess uh, you evolve and, and I mean, TV captures uh you know uh, a, a particular phase that you were at so 15 years ago uh, i you know I, I don't think i was where i w- am now in terms of uh what i sort of knew about the craft or or, or anything but having said that you know uh, atlantis was a, a remarkable school for that for the very technical sort of skills like vis-a-vis the last story or just you know hitting your mark or or or, or being able to, to to do those basics uh if i was to change it i i don't know uh I sometimes think maybe I was a little too frivolous with it that I that he could have been a little bit more uh, more more grounded. That's sort of more appealing to my tastes now. So it's not really an objective uh, objective thing. I mean, there was a part of the manic energy I think that, as you mentioned earlier, that I think maybe perhaps worked uh, in, in in terms of that. And we were reacting to the to the danger and the peril and the peril and all the peril and the McKay. So, you know, yeah. I mean, there's a you can't there there is a layer of comedy with him, with Zelenka. You can't yeah. play it and purely straight. Fun. Yeah, and that's kind of what's fun. I, I that really I think that was what uh the 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 charm of uh the Stargate franchise is as opposed to um other sci-fi franchises, uh, specifically space ones, uh is is the sense of humor, right? That it's it's in the DNA of uh of at least the first two shows um, significantly where there's these throwaway lines. There's this sort of, we know we're in danger. We know we're watching a story right. about being in danger. Let's have fun doing it. Right. Right. Absolutely. I have a question from oh, uh, Scotty 0709. Any funny stories or memories you can recall that stand out from arrow? Got a few arrow fans in here. Got a few arrow fans. Hi arrow fans. Um, <laughs> uh, the one thing I can say about Arrow, uh, and it's, it's, it's certainly not a knock against it, was that it was a really professional site. I mean, it was, um, it's one of those sort of 22 episodes uh, a year uh, with, um, uh, you know, an hour of action. So there's lots of ratchets, there's stunts, there's, uh, you, you know, there's cranes everywhere. So the work days are full, uh, and uh, particularly for 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 Stephen and uh, Dave Ramsey, they're mm. they're real, they're great guys. Working them with them um, um, 
the the approachability of working with them was was fantastic but when you when you're done working with them you know they they need their time and and you have your time so that kind of um that that kind of cast uh feeling that we had on atlantis wasn't there as much uh for me at least on uh, on on arrow because i i sort of also came in at random times and there was like the entire third season i don't or uh one of the seasons i wasn't there sort of and then i came back for an entire season almost every episode so Mm. there was there was the fifth year i was i was in there a lot um so that was and that was uh when i sort of got to know the it was not until the sort of the fifth season that that feeling uh uh what i'm trying to say with the story is that it was a really professional hardworking set uh for the first couple of years and then by the end, as I got to know everybody sort of more and I, I, I became more of a character that sort of people knew about, particularly the team, like, you know, the people like Juliana Harkavi and, uh, and Rick Gonzalez and Echo. And, and you know, I, I, I see these guys now at, uh, on, on, on conventions and that's always what's really, what's really fun. But by, by that time, I never even worked with them, right? I, I worked season five almost exclusively with Steven and then, uh, you know, my Russian guys. Uh, <laughs> But not as much with the uh, not not as much with the actual cast. And so when when I when I got into season six, when uh, we we had that enemy cycle going on with uh, with Stephen Amell, I got to sort of work with some of the people on the other. And that's that's when I got to sort of uh, to get that sort of feeling of being you know working on set again. So that was cool. Do you Any questions questions guys? Do you um, ever are you ever part of a production where it's like? I'm over here. I'm doing this thing, but God, I'd really love to work over here with these guest actors or these particular people and sink my teeth into it. And I don't have a scene with them. They're here, but I'm not participating actively in in a scene with them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, but yeah, I remember the days where SG One and uh, and, and Atlantis were shooting um, on the same lot. Pegasus right? Project. See, like, yeah, and we'd see the same. You know, we'd see actor, and you'd go, "Oh man, I'd love to oh, work same with her." Lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was always a um, that was always really cool about when when the when the productions were together. But other times, you know, sometimes you're just remote in you know in your remote locations and you're 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 somewhere out in the bush and, and stuff like that. So it's just it's just the cast or the, uh, the the crew that's there. Those days where there's more people around on set is always way more fun. Yeah. Monica Lake wants uh, to know if you would uh, share a favorite memory from Atlantis. I would suggest making uh more specifically any a particular uh a moment with uh one of the cast members that you shared that uh that was uh a, a memorable takeaway in hindsight it's like you know you got to know someone a little bit closer um or something about them that surprised you um that's a that's a, a more substantive uh, question than the than the usual sort of uh, we were fooling around having uh, right. having fun uh, question so uh i I gotta give it the the thought that that deserves but um let's just sort of say uh arbitrarily someone that i didn't work with much uh who's who's mega famous now is uh, jason yes Um, that was that was someone that whenever we had the 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 few little interactions and the and the, the 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 few little scenes was 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 great as you know he's a charming guy and he's uh He's got a great. He's got a great personality. He's a lot of fun to be around, and we. I, I particularly had a. I, I really enjoyed getting to sort of know him again. Those little uh, little pieces, and I have a sticker over there where I went to a Guns N' Roses concert with Jason Momoa in Perth, Australia. <laughs> oh God, he's 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 great. He's a great guy. He's a he's he's a he's a lot of fun. So um, uh, that that 
when you get a chance to sort of break past the the the, the processes that everyone needs to go to and all the uh, it, when you can just actually be you know the uh, buddies and, and and pals that's that was that was what was awesome that was honestly that was what was awesome about um, about Atlantis uh, and you know like other people like Paul who I had mm. ended up getting more and more scenes I got, also got to know him well uh after you know after the fact more uh when conventions uh that's right there is a sense of you guys had long days in some cases 16 17 days uh, hours (laughs) that's that's a really long shoot uh 16 17 hours on set there's got to be a sense of going through the trenches um that you take away and yeah getting a chance to spend a, a be outside of uh a, of that environment and being somewhere like australia you know celebrating with uh people about the work that you guys that did that you guys that you guys did that you know makes it clear to people to people and to you yourself and your experience that it was all worth it yeah 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 i often would say you know like uh exactly the 16 hour days and uh and it's not uncommon right so it doesn't it doesn't even feel like it's the trenches that you have to go through that's just the day on the job you know particularly arrow you know that was also one where we had like two o'clock in the morning uh, uh stunts and rolling around in public puddles and stuff like that but it's that that's the work and that's 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 the hard part of it and i always say yeah you do that and then you go home and you you, you know you take a shower you, you go to sleep and then you wash the dishes the next day that it's it's you know it it, it happened uh, it, it was cool, but people won't see it for another months, few months, and 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 then that later, and then you don't know about it until you sort of see them reacting to it, and which is some some case years later down down the line in places like you say like in Australia or like that where you're, I'm always surprised by by the reach uh, that that it has and and the, and then the influence that it has on people. I find I find that. A particularly uh, a magical thing about uh, about this particular franchise, and a very powerful thing. I mean, it's uh, it's you got to use that power for good because uh, mm-hmm. there's those stories have made their way around the world. People, there's something about it that resonates with 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 everyone. So you got to honor that. In general, the work, the character, the stress, the hours. Does it follow you home, or have you always been able to turn it off? Uh, yeah, it follows you home for about the first, I guess, four or five hours, particularly on a night shoot. After you get home after a night shoot, it's hard to sort of to to to, to go to sleep. Um, I just drink a lot of water and just you know go to sleep. Uh, but uh, yeah, so your heart is still racing. You're still sort of uh, and and sometimes the over exhaustion sort of sort of bleeds over into the next day, like on the fratter days and, and stuff like that. <laughs> oh my god, but, that's uh, fratter days. That's right, the Saturday yeah, morning shoots. Yeah. Yeah, they start at six in the evening on fr- on on Friday evening, and they stop at ten in the morning on Saturday. <laughs> so those kind of those kind of shoots are are, are, are common. You just you, you sleep the day off, uh, but your heart is racing. Yeah, it's an exciting uh, it's an exciting thing. You think about all the the things that happen and the way the setups are, and then uh, I often sort of edit it together in my head. I said, "Oh, we did that setup. We did that. So this is probably what it's uh, what it might look like after today." And then you fall asleep, and then you. <laughs> After that, it's uh, after you sort of do the uh, uh, the post mortem in your in, in in your head, then uh, then you let it go and you let it go to the next thing. David, and those are the things I miss now. I I'd, I'd love to be doing that again. It's 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 interesting. David during during the production uh, Hewlett during the pr- production of the show, he would say that he would go home, and he would still be in McKay mode, and Jane would give him ten fifteen minutes 
I mean, where he'd like snap his finger and point, <laughs> and then after that, she'd shut it off. <laughs> it's yeah. like he, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, that thing, yeah, yeah, that's that, that was, uh, yeah, I would, I would, I would smack him upside the head if I was doing <laughs> right. <laughs> you don't be bringing that, don't be bringing that shit home. No, 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 yeah, no, it's, it is, it is hard. It is, it is, uh, it, it does become sort of a part of a, a, a part of a thing, but I, uh, I, I have it a lot with the clothes, fine, fine, funnily enough. When I take the clothes off and the accent and the glasses and that character, it's it's a little bit like you put the suit on and you Yeah, you compartmentalize it. That's that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah. You put it away. I mean the, the characters I, I don't come home and <laughs> <laughs> point <laughs> and snap. Yeah. Uh this is this is a little esoteric. I'm interested in your response. Uh Ava Lipinska wants to know. Uh David, when will you post the video from Prague Comic Con where we were all saying I'm trying asterisk, asterisk, asterisk on your Instagram? You promised. Oh, I did. Uh... Oh, it might have been the one that I filmed. Oh, I never put that up. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks. Uh, for <laughs> uh, I'm happy to convey briefly... the information. Thanks, David. I, I got briefly confused because I sort of thought, why would I have that? I was I was on stage, but now I recall it was. I'm uh, trying. It was actually blank. one of the last things. Yeah, it was one of the last things this year before uh, before lockdown was Prague Comic Con in uh, in February, and um, uh, there's a there's a particular catchphrase uh, that I said as Zelenka, which has kind of exploded all over the Czech Republic. People kind of love it, and it's uh, I'm trying to and oh, you can go ahead and say it. Part. Yeah, you can say that. You can totally say that. I mean, I said it on uh, I said it on the Sci-Fi Network broadcast into your homes 15 years ago, so I can say it now. I mean the English the, word. Yeah, uh, the, the, <laughs> the 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 Czech word is uh, is 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 the ca- is the curse, uh, but it basically means I'm trying the best as I can. <laughs> that's that's sort of what it's uh, what it's sort of uh, okay. going to be. So uh, okay, I will look into. Yeah, I was on stage. That's what it was. I was on stage and I filmed the whole audience doing that. So uh, <laughs> okay. let me put that, I'll put that up on my Facebook. I'll put that up on my Facebook uh, uh, actor profile. I think it's, it's a, so. If I that. go to Prague and I walk around saying Doprella, I'm going to be in trouble. Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> no, you'll you'll sound just like every other check out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. uh, no, you actually you got you got that you, you got that remarkably well. Thank you. <laughs> That's funny. Living and thriving. What is um, the uh, a piece of advice uh, that you, you were given uh, as an actor that uh, that stuck with you uh, in your performances from someone that you admire or? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, careful about acting actors for advice. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, when it comes to acting, maybe that's one thing that I could, uh, that I could illuminate. And that is, um, it, it's always about the other person. I mean, it's, that's what's kind of cool about it is it's, it's, it's the listening and it's the act, act, actual absorbing of, of what's going on because that's what people want to watch. That's what they, 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 they want to see. And that's what I'm particularly missing in this environment, in this sort of lockdown environment, you know, with the self tapes and stuff where you, you don't have that, you don't have that interface uh, as, 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 as it is available to you on set. That's the kind of stuff. So uh, the best, the best thing that I learned was the, the paying attention and the stillness and let the people come to you and let the people find what they need to find uh, 
based on what you're doing in the scene, but uh, let them come to you and, 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 and listen. It's about the other person. Wow. I like it. Carlos Takeshi. Was your dialogue in Atlantis strong enough to be censored in the Czech Republic? No. <laughs> and that's a funny thing, too, is that they just because here's the weird thing. So, so Zelenka is dubbed in Czech. So let's work through this Escher diagram of a situation. So, I'm a Czech <laughs> so when it gets to the Czech Republic. <laughs> yeah. So then I'm speaking Czech dubbed as Czech speaking English, but then the character breaks into speaking Czech and it's me speaking Czech. And so I asked them, so what do they do? Do they just turn the guy dubbing me and, and have the production track play me swearing? And then they go, well, he speaks Czech. So it was, uh, and uh, yeah, that's exactly what they do. They, uh, they, they don't censor it. They, they let it play. I mean, it was, it was there also, you know, bear in mind when uh, Stargate first came out, um, the online world and the downloading world was in a different place, shall we say. And so a lot of the episodes made their way uh, into people's hands that didn't watch them uh, on TV sets, right? Right. From, from <laughs> and those, and those things. So uh, th there was no censorship in, uh, in, 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 in that. And uh, so no, wanted, you can't censor. Yeah. I wanted to clarify how they did that. So the guy who always dubs Zelenka's English, he would stop speaking, and then David Nickel in, in the Czech Republic would be heard reading the Czech? I think so. Or I, I, speaking I think, the Czech? And, and, and perhaps any of your Czech fans that are on right now can I'm uh, curious. confirm that for us. But uh, So you've never is, seen yeah, uh, a Czech translation? No, I've actually never seen an episode in Czech. Well, they might have played some for me when I was on stage, sort of. Uh, uh, I, I think they once did a medley of me being dubbed in all the different languages. In, in <laughs> that would be cool. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. I like the Spanish. And the, I would and, love and, to see a, a sequence where you speak in Czech in the episode in the language of uh, Czech. I'd love to see yeah, how, they, yeah, how that well, whole I, thing plays. Uh, if anyone's go, out there. Anyone's out there? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Uh, we both obviously need to be illuminated by that. Yeah, exactly. That's what I think. They, yeah, they they would t turn down the uh, the uh, uh, the translator or the the dubber, and the production would play the production track. Would play. Got it. The uh, John Forty Two uh, Roddick's hobby of of pigeons is that something the writers introduced, or is that a suggestion that you made? Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I know how. Yeah, it's just so it, random, it's man. It's bad when you use the same sight gag twice. I suppose. No, it's right? fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, uh, we uh, we established that earlier. Um, th there was the writers, the writers that um, came. That, for example, I remember once I had a really uh, uh, a silly uh, thing that I once offered as a pitch. I said because uh, at that time I was fencing. <laughs> and really? I said, well, yeah, I was. I just was. Uh, I, I I still do it. I have a an appay. It's hanging right up there. Uh, but, uh, I, I did a little bit of that and I just sort of said, well, you know, if you're going to pick random things, you know, as hobbies, then I can do that, for example. <laughs> that never, cool. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's just a kind of random thing. Like, I mean, can you imagine like it would have been a fencer, but no, he kept pigeons. So that's right. What, um, that's, that's what that is. I think that, uh, <laughs> I think that that would have made, um, added an interesting flavor to the character of making him a little bit more hostile. You know, because then he could play that later on. You're like, don't make me, don't make me. Yeah. My, you know? Yeah. Don't, don't make me eviscerate you. <laughs> right. Exactly. Don't, don't push those buttons, man. I'm armed. Yeah. Just yeah, let me run yeah. back to my quarters. More does Zelenka than people knew. That's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. No. Henrik Danielson. Do you feel that uh, Roddick's expertise uh, was ever uh, underused or put in the shade? 
Um, well, uh, uh, there's two answers. One, yeah, I guess you could say that uh, sometimes that he was he was eclipsed by um, uh, by McKay. But then there was this the strange thing of the very end of the show where uh, it turns out that this whole time he's been working on a thing called the wormhole drive, right? <laughs> which is kind of like, so was it, was it underused or did he come up with a thing that actually saves Atlantis at the very, very last moment? So that could be fair. Uh, I'll, I'll throw one more in there, too, is that uh, we were uh, carrying around these Dell laptops, which weighed about 27 pounds. And, um, you know, we were first told when we got to Atlantis that it would be paperless and that everything would be on these on these things. And this is the bear in mind, this is the year 2003, two, no, 2004. 2004. And I sort of thought, well, you know what, you know, they, sh they should just just instead of having keyboards, we should just be able to interface directly with uh, with the screen of the laptop. At that time, it was a revolutionary idea. And a year later, Steve Jobs comes out with the iPad, huh? No, it's fair. And Zelenka invented it. <laughs> Zelenka invented the iPad. Oh, God. All right, carry on. Okay, I lost my place. <laughs> you know, it's also, I think that there is also a um, uh, perspective of, of humility with you as well that, that I think goes into that. I'd never heard of this, this term before until we were meeting with each other last time with Christopher. You called yourself a studio rat. And I was like, hmm. Okay. He was like, I'm just a studio rat, i.e. you were around on set. You know, you would be, you would be brought in, you would do the job, you would do the job well, and you would, you would play your part. Um, and so I would also think that there would be a, a disconnect as well from, from the content to a certain degree. It was like, Zelenka has served his purpose, his purpose for the show. Is that fair? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to understand the question there, but, uh, yeah, in terms of the approach to it. Yeah. I, I do believe that you need to serve the text. I think that's the actor's right. uh, purpose. I don't think, uh, you know, cause these are the guys that are engineering what happens in, 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 in the long run. So I, I think the kind of help that you can get could be sort of just coloring the character or doing what you can with the character. But uh, I mean, I, I would, I didn't, wouldn't have thought that I'd be able to tinker with the kind of the cosmology in the world that they built. No, I, I, I don't <laughs> pretend Okay. Claire Burr, uh, you, you gave an entire speech uh, in, in check and letters uh, from Pegasus. Uh, was that something that was written out for you or did, or did you, you know, just were you invited to create your own version of whatever you would like to interpret that was unique to the Stargate world that would have caused serious problems were it released back on Earth to to a friend or family member? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, that wasn't, uh, that was a written bit. Um, okay. but the monologue that, uh, yeah, that, that she's referring to, the one thing that I did is I, I, I translated, that was just an overnight translation because they wrote in English. Um, one of the things that, um, uh, you know, a classic screenwriter, um, uh, dilemma is you don't, you don't describe what's happening on screen because people see what's happening. So, so what they did is that, uh, I, they used it in check is that I was describing what was happening on screen, which is the city rising. And it's the, right. it's the, the title sequence where the city is rising up from the, from the depths. And I go on uh, and, and it was written out in English. It was a beautiful site. It was a beautiful site. The city was rising. The city came up through the depths. I'd never seen anything like that before. Uh, just sort of a, a, an amazement uh, at the thing, but uh, they said we wanted it in check. So I translated it the night before 
it was uh, like a paragraph. Mm. And uh, we were, uh, I was supposed to be prepared to do both uh, versions, which was the Czech one and then the, the uh, English, English one, one uh, would have gone. And uh, we, the director for that show was a fella by the name of Mario Azzopardi. I remember him. And he mm -hmm. was a very, uh, he was a very forceful kind of, uh, kind of guy. Intense. Great guy a tense, yeah, an intense director. And uh, it was the first shot up in the morning. First thing in the morning was like 6 a.m. Camera sets up uh, and we come in and Mario goes, let's do the Czech version first. So I said, fine, I'm ready for that. Uh, uh, let's do the Czech version. We did one take. We did the, the Czech version as you see it. And they wrapped up the camera <laughs> and we were moving on. And there was no version in English. And I said, well, I know the, I know the, the speech in English. Uh, and it was Mario's way of forcing the editors to choose the Czech version because there That's was no there other was. version available so that the Czech would make it in because he was concerned that uh, they would uh, opt to the English and that he'd rather have it in Czech. So that's he sort of selectively chose to do that. Well, you know, I, and I, hats off to Mario because he pushed that direction of Zelenka's character all the more. You know, yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm trying to say. It takes a whole bunch of people to, to sort of uh, to, to, to create the character, yeah. Uh, uh, Planet TV. When you would do these these uh, these translations, uh, would, were any of the cast uh, particularly interested in what you had said? Was there anyone who always was like, "Okay, what does that mean?" Uh, yeah, sometimes I got asked by the uh, uh, the director. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying on my screen? What are you What are you saying? Uh, and I would just say, "Oh, it's nothing. It's just sort of oh gosh darn and uh, uh, darn this sort of stuff." I mean, I'm I'm trying to you know I'm remembering our audience. In the meantime, I'm doing none of that. I'm I'm full on swearing. <laughs> One of my so, favorite films is Air Force One, and yeah. uh, Harrison Ford's <laughs> yeah. secretary comes in, Mr. President, sign this, and he does, and she walks off of it, and he's like, "What was it?" She's like, "Oh, it's nothing." It's like you could have yeah. just you could have just signed away the detonation of a country. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Um, uh, Doctor uh, Essex, got a couple more for me. I'm going to let you go. Uh, Doctor Essex, uh, did you ever get to incorporate um, any kind of nerdy dialogue or your own dialogue? Did you ever get to make any additions or modifications to the techno babble to facilitate the story at all, or did um... you just play it as read? pretty much played it as red i mean uh it was it was a struggle enough to just to play it as red uh so uh, inevitably there might have i think there might have been tolerated mistakes in terms of what is an edit an edit to uh, uh, to whatever but usually i mean it's it's a plus b uh tempered by c equals d right so it's the dilithium crystals it's the i don't know what were the zpms and the MacGuffins yeah, the, and this yeah, and that. Yeah, ZPMs, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it was X plan Z. So you just had to get the whatever those uh, particular things. And it wasn't always just the, the ZPMs or the ZPMs. It was also, you know, all the all the other uh, all the other the tech that we would uh, that we would encounter. So, um, you know, we tried to make it work so that you could be understood. But from other actors that worked on other franchises, like, for example, I've talked to some of the actors, uh, Dominic Keating, for example, mm. in uh, Star Trek franchises and uh and they said that paramount uh was way more strict that they wanted oh yeah that they yeah th those actors had to be word perfect and stuff like that well that was my experience with stargate stargate was like you, you know everywhere you try to stay as close to the words as, as possible but there seemed to be like a 
a tolerance for normal sort of human editing. So I think that's what they let go. Yeah, this uh, Star, Star Trek was also set in the far future, so there was a, a tendency to make it a thing apart from us as much as possible, even though they were playing our music and referencing all of our stuff on a regular basis. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's 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 good. Yeah, uh, uh, Marita T and Tonder, a question for you and a question. This is the second to last question for you and a question. The same question to Zelinka, and I'm interested in what your answer is: Linux or Windows? <laughs> oh, God bless you. Um, uh, I'm not the computer nerd that you think I am, so Windows. But yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I suspect there's going to be a part B. No, you think Zelenka would have appealed to uh, would oh, have been the Linux oh, demographic? Zelenka, well, the Linux for sure. Yeah, I would okay, think I'm so. sorry. No, you're good. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I, I read the blank expression, but I wasn't <laughs> too sure whom the question was addressed to. Zelenka, yeah, Linux, of course. Of course, yeah. <laughs> uh. And Ian wanted to know um, is there anything that you've done recently that you really recommend that we check out now that everyone's, you know, doing the whole streaming thing, the streaming wars are in full steam. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to, uh, to answer that question. HBO max in the States. The problem is, is here in Canada, I'm, I've, I've been at a uh, great uh, difficulty to find it. It's called the sleepers. Mm-hmm. There's a thing I think on Amazon called just plain sleepers. And it's about Russia. That's not it. This is set in Czechoslovakia in 1989 and it's called Sleepers, and I, uh, I, I play a, a, a character in there. It's a six-part miniseries. Uh, it's done by HBO Europe. It's fantastic. Uh, it really has a great sort of... Um, it, it took almost a year to shoot, but we wow. showed through the winter, and we did some really great great shoots and some uh, great buildings. So a uh, really great um, uh, six-episode thing. I recommend it. Check it out. The Sleepers... Uh, from Czechoslovakia, uh, is, uh, we filmed it last year, so it'll be a Czech production, 2019, uh, on HBO Max. All right, we will have to do that. Are you in all six? I'm in the uh, in the first five. I play an English agent. An English agent in a, for a Czech. Sh- interesting. All right. Yep. 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 The sleepers, not the yeah, Russian one. Yeah, go check it out, guys. Yeah, check it out, David. It has been wonderful having you, my friend. Thank you, guys. It's been a, a real pleasure. Thanks for uh, great questions and everything. And uh, I, I hope uh, I hope you guys do well through all of this. Hang on, hang tough. We've only got a few more months to go. The world will come back. And I'm really looking forward to seeing you guys in person. And great questions today, David. Thank you so much, sir. It's good to see you. You take care you of yourself. Love. Okay, we'll be in touch. 2021. Bye-bye, guys. Bye-bye. All right. David Nickel, everyone. Hope you've enjoyed the program. Before I let you go, I have some artwork to share with you. This is, I, I went back and forth uh, the, on DeviantArt. There is so much Zelenka art. And I was like, which one do I want to showcase? And, you know, I came up, I came up with this one. Guest artist Ella Beth. She created this. Dr. Radek Zelenka. I really like this drawing, she says. It's probably not a very good impression of the type of pose that the mild-mannered scientists would take, but I think that it makes him look cool. For those of you not in the know, this is a character from Stargate Atlantis. For some reason, Zelenka isn't credited as a main character. Whenever he is um, uh, on, he is a guest, but I think he is worthy of being part of my little stint of drawing the characters of the show. And I would have to agree as well. Let me introduce you to our sponsor, 
for the month of December. Dial the Gate has partnered with 3D Tech Pro for the month of December to give you a chance to get your very own desktop Stargate and customized ancient keychain. To enter to win these items, you need to use a desktop or a laptop computer and visit dialthegate.com. Scroll down to submit trivia questions. Your trivia may be used in a future episode of Dial the Gate, either for our monthly trivia night or for a special guest to ask me in a round of trivia. There are three slots for trivia, one easy, one medium, one hard. Only one needs to be filled in, uh, but you're more than welcome to submit up to three. Please note the submission form does not currently work for mobile devices. Your trivia must be received before the 1st of January, 2021. If you're the lucky winner, I will be notifying you via your email right after the start of the new year to get your address and what word you want for your ancient keychain. I hope it's not a really long word. Be sure to check out our partner's website for more Stargate-related merchandise at 3dtech.pro. If you've really enjoyed the show, subscribe, click the like button. It does make a difference with uh, with YouTube's algorithm. Next week's lineup is here. So the second two are live. The first is pre-recorded from a couple of days ago. Gary Jones did a fan Q&A with six different sets of Stargate fans. It was a fun two and a half hours. And poor Gary, man, he made it through it, man. But at the end of it, it was like, I got I to gotta get the guy out of there. And the fans, they were just wonderful. So we have six uh, pre-taped stories that we're going to be sharing with you over the next uh, uh, three months, December, January, February. So that's pre-taped. That starts at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Rick Worthy, who played Kitano, will be taking your questions live on the same day, December the 13th at 1 p.m. Pacific time, followed by Mr. Garwin Sanford, who played Nareem and Simon on SG-1 and Atlantis, respectively. He will be starting at 3 p.m. Pacific time as well. That's all I've got for you. I appreciate you tuning in. It means a lot to me that you are out there uh, and uh, sharing the show with uh, Stargate friends and uh, potentially family, if you watch the show with family, uh, the the franchise with family. Now that SG-1 is on Netflix, it's going to be really interesting to uh, watch what happens. I'm hoping, I'm hoping for more of a, a resurgence for the franchise, similar to what happened when, um, but not certainly as big as when uh, SG-1 moved from Showtime to Sci-Fi, but... One can only hope. Let's get some wind in our sails and get this uh, this thing promoted so that Brad can move forward with SG4. Please, God. That would be wonderful. All right, folks. We'll catch you next Sunday. I'm David Reed. See you on the other side. Dial the Gate is hosted and executive produced by David Reed. The producer is Darren Sumner. Co-produced by Linda Fury. The composer is Neil Acree. Animations by Bryce Ors. The production assistant is Jennifer Kirby. Moderators include Summer Roy, Keith Homel, Tracy Noller, Jeremy Heiner, Reese M., and Anthony Rowling. Logo design by Deborah J. Bell. Additional effects by Thomas Tots, with contributions by model makers Chris Baker, Stephen Barr, Kevin Zabo, and Tom Paris. The archivists are Linda Fury, Zachary Adams, and Fred Eric Marcoux. For general inquiries for submissions, please contact us at dialthegateshow at gmail.com. Visit our website for the upcoming schedule, as well as an archive of our past episodes at dialthegate.com.